This is the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Sunday, December 5th, 2021. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, here to practice the art, the craft, and the sport of podcasting. As always, it's good to be here practicing those things that podcasters do, doing podcasting calisthenics, doing podcasting cardio, just exercising my podcasting chops and trying to have a good time while I'm at it. And so far, so good. Thanks for dropping by. If you need to find out more about this, you can go over to dailypodcastpractice.com. There's a little bit, not much. Don't get too excited. According to the smart folks over at nationaltoday.com, today, December 5th, is National Repeal Day, the day to celebrate our legal freedom to consume alcohol in the United States of America. I should say alcoholic beverages. We don't want to drink any denatured alcohol. That wouldn't be much fun. It was on this day in 1933 that President Roosevelt applied his signature to the 21st Amendment to the United States Constitution, repealing the 18th Amendment. And that ended the country's prohibition of the sale and consumption and making of alcoholic beverages. During those 13 years that prohibition was in effect, it got to be really unpopular, uh, although it did succeed in cutting overall alcohol consumption or maybe alcohol production uh, in half during the 1920s. Although I don't know how they verified that number. If people weren't making it and recording it sale, how would you know? Well, anyhow, it was successful in that regard. But as I said, it got unpopular and people did not want it anymore. So the amendment got passed and was enacted. Although I understand that in the great state of Georgia where I live, they didn't act on that amendment. They just took no action, but it didn't need to it didn't need their support. It was ratified by enough other states that it passed. Another thing that I see here in nationaltoday.com is that the 18th amendment or or the repeal of the 18th amendment is the only national holiday written into our country's constitution following the passage of the amendment in 1933 and that means It means you're practically doing your patriotic duty by celebrating it. But, folks, I can't find anything that backs up that claim that the constitutional amendment itself grants us a holiday. So I'm going to go look for the entire wording of the amendment and see if I can't find something about it. The little bit of searching that I did led me nowhere. And I think it's a red herring, if you know what I mean. I could go to Snopes. Maybe they know something about it. Let's look at famous birthdays on this day. In 1945, in Crouch End, North London, England, British sound engineer and record producer Jeff Emmerich was born. Jeff worked with the Beatles on their albums Revolver in 1966, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band in 1967, and Abbey Road in 1969. Beatles producer George Martin gave him credit with bringing Quote, a new kind of mind to the recordings, always suggesting sonic ideas, different kinds of reverb, what we could do with the voices, unquote. Neat. Jeff was also the engineer on the Zombies Odyssey and Oracle album or albums. I don't know enough about the Zombies to be able to tell. That was 1968. Paul McCartney and the Wings Band on the Run in 1973 and Elvis Costello's Imperial Bedroom in 1982. Really? Imperial Bedroom? Missed that one. Among many others, I'm sure he had lots. He won four Grammy Awards, and he wrote a memoir in 2006. It's called Here, There, and Everywhere, My Life, Recording the Music of the Beatles. And it's claimed that there's a whole bunch of factual errors in it and caused quite a controversy. 
Jeff Emmerich died in 2018 from a heart attack at the age of 72 in Los Angeles, California. But happy birthday, Jeff, and thank you for all your contributions to music. I looked him up in Wikipedia, and here's a fun fact about his beginnings. When he was 16, one of his teachers, his school teachers, heard about a job at the recording label EMI and suggested that he apply for it. They don't say why. Maybe he had an aptitude or a skill or something. I don't know. But he got a job as an assistant engineer. On on his second day at work, 4th of September, 1962, the Beatles came to EMI Studios, which is now Abbey Road, I believe, or not, excuse me, which is now Abbey Road Studios, I believe, to carry out their second recording session for the company, EMI. So Jeff was placed under the supervision of another assistant engineer, Richard Langham, who was the assistant to the recording engineer, Norman Smith, who would be working on the session. As a new recruit, it says here in the Wikipedia entry, he was not entitled to receive overtime pay, but he was fortunate enough to witness the Beatles recording for the first time with their new drummer, Ringo Starr, on what became the band's debut hit single, Love Me Do. He was part of history. Probably didn't know that at the time, but what a neat thing. And I guess that's why he went on to write a book about it. Let's throw a dart at this list of 350 questions and see what we can get. All right, we're going to hit number 159. If you built a themed hotel, a themed hotel, what would the theme be and what would the rooms look like? Oh, well, you could have fun with this. You could use a theme as a uh, a speakeasy and, and be having all kinds of bootlegged liquor in there. And uh, the hotel rooms would all have bars in it. Boy, that would be expensive. Maybe maybe we wouldn't do that. <laughs> or you could make the hotel theme be that of a recording s- session. And each of the rooms would have a window into the next room where you could be like a recording engineer and see what's going on. I, I don't think they'd rent out many rooms with that feature. Or you could uh, make it be like a, a barn. <laughs> a real farmer's barn with livestock and everything and and stalls and doors that opened up onto stalls. <laughs> you could hang tacks and saddles. Or maybe the theme would be that of a wood shop or a metalworking shop and have all kind of steampunk gear all around the place. Or, uh, I don't know, a movie set? Yeah, each room would be decked out uh, according to a different movie, like an old movie, maybe some of the film noir episodes or some of the early 30s and, and 40s movies. That could be good. You could have the uh, Casablanca suite or the Hotel California suite. That's not a movie, Rich. That's a song. What's another good movie? I don't know. But, you know, I wonder if you could, if you really could do that. You might get into copyright infringement with the title of a movie. Could be. Hmm. Well, the good news is that I'm not going to build a themed hotel anytime. Not not even anytime soon or later. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so... I won't have to worry about any things, but that's my first take on that question. Hope you enjoyed it. Before I go, I have to tell you a story uh, about my friend Chuck Duggan, who lives in Climax, Georgia, down in Decatur County, the southwest part of the state. I met him in school, and shortly after college, uh, he had an accident, messed up his arm really bad. So he had to do a lot of therapy, therapy. So on his first trip to therapy, the physical therapist, you know, sat him at the table and asked what happened. And he said, well... I broke my arm in several places, and as Chuck tells it, the therapist just kind of took a beat and looked at him and said, well, Mr. Duggan, I suggest that you just don't go back to those places anymore. <laughs> That's Chuck. 
And that is all for today. Let's wrap it up in the Sunday edition of the Forsyth County News and stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. <laughs>